This is Sacred Tension, the podcast about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. My name is Stephen Bradford Long. We are here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network. For more shows like this one, go to rockcandyrecordings.com. All right. Well, this week I am here with the fabulous and infernal Jack Maturko. He is the author of the For Infernal Use Only blog on Pathios, the only satanic blog on Pathios, I might also add. He is also a member of the Satanic Temple and is indeed a Satanist. Jack, welcome back to the show. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm great. Been a minute. It has been a minute. Um, but you know, lots of life changes. Also, congratulations on being a father now. Thank you very much. We're very happy. I'm very, very proud of you. You have managed to not eat your child. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So yeah, uh, you know, parenthood kind of disrupts a lot of things as as it is supposed to do. So we haven't really talked to each other much, but I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing good. The blog's kind of been on hiatus. Uh, oh, yeah, while, totally. While I adjust to this whole thing. But we've still been doing the the podcast, me and Andy, over at the Naked Diner. So nice. And I've been keeping things going. Great. Keep my toe in the water as it is. <laughs> That's fantastic. This is actually the first Sacred Tension episode recorded in my new studio here on the side of the mountain, just outside of Pisgah National Forest, way up here in buttfuck nowhere. As long as the meth cannibals don't eat us, we'll be fine. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very nice and pristine and quiet up here. And uh, we just got a new child ourselves. We actually got her today. She's a tiny pink-toed tarantula. Oh. <laughs> John ordered her her in the mail and so i had to fucking unpack i had to unbox a tarantula today is it on youtube no no it is not <laughs> i was too terrified i was like is she gonna like latch onto my face like a like a face hugger like what's going what's gonna go on like i've never had a tarantula before but right now she's just this we got a junior so she's like this tiny little ball of fluff and legs and she's yeah. super cute they, they are they're they're really pretty passive spiders you know i mean yeah. they, they they just live naturally out here so. oh yeah it's supposed to live for like 30 years so it'll probably outlive me <laughs> i i wanted to name it some like boring white mom name like baby boomer white mom name like linda <laughs> but but we decided to go with elvira so elvira is the latest addition to the family Aww. all right well we are here to answer questions about satanism i'm a member of the satanic temple I consider myself a Satanist. I consider myself a deeply religious person, and I am a Satanist. My religion is Satanism. I'm also a very ecumenical person, so for longtime listeners of the show, you notice that I have uh, lots of Christians, lots of pagans. You know, I believe in cultivating ecumenical dialogue, and so that's a lot of what the show is, but my personal religious perspective is non-theistic Satanism. And that tends to freak people out. That tends to stress a lot of people out. I get called lots of different things on social media, which is to be expected. I don't complain sure. about that. I, you know, I know what I'm taking on when I become a public Satanist. But it's an incredibly misunderstood religion. And so I thought that I would just bring my friend Jack on to answer some questions from Twitter and Instagram and my patrons. And we got a ton of questions, <laughs> like way too many that we can answer. We're, we're just going to go through a few. I excluded a lot of questions because some of them were repeats. 
And then there were also quite a few that I was not able to put down just because I'd already put the document together and they just kept rolling in today. And also, you know, I mean, it's an hour show, folks. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's an hour show. I mean, we could like start a completely separate podcast, like Satanic Q&A podcast, like that obnoxious Catholic Answers website. (laughs) <laughs> and they have do you know them <laughs> they're they're atrocious super homophobic and awful but they they have the uh catholic answers youtube channel we could do a satanic answers but i think that would be kind of antithetical to what it means to be a satanist yeah we'll kind of probably get into some of that with some exactly of questions, i think yeah exactly okay so first things first just getting the caveats out of the way we are not spokespersons for the satanic temple we also don't speak for any other satanist we really only speak for ourselves and our own satanic practices and we you know speak from our observations but the truth is is that we're just two guys you know with microphones and we do not speak for satanism as a whole right okay well so jack do you want to go ahead and uh choose a question to start this off with well i i think we'll start with this first one this one from is it uni or uni uni yeah okay Okay, so they asked, it's difficult for me to see Satanism as anything but simply a reactionary stance to Catholicism and evangelicalism. Why not choose Buddhism or any other ideology that completely eschews itself of this dichotomy rather than effectively, quote, choose a side, unquote, in their dichotomy? Yeah. So if I could like maybe translate that some, you know, he has difficulty seeing Satanism as anything other than a reactionary stance to Catholicism and evangelicalism, but that really why choose a side between this binary of Christian or against Christian? You know, why not choose something completely outside of that dichotomy or binary is basically what I'm hearing him ask here. Right. So my take on it, when I read that question, I immediately remembered, and the only way I'm going to be able to explain this is to kind of slip into pop culture references. Yeah, let's do it. So you're going to have to forgive me, but that's the way it's going to have to go. So in the first episode of Community, are you familiar with that show at all? I am. Yep. Okay. So in the first episode, at the end there, there's this bit where... Troy was asking, he he was complaining that everybody gave him crap for wearing his high school letterman's jacket. Mm. And he's like, but if I take it off, then that looks weak. And the answer was, look, if you leave it on to piss them off or take it off to make them happy, either way, you're doing it for them. Yes. So my sense there is, and if you watch the, uh, the Hail Satan documentary, there's a bit in there where Jasper Peterson says, you know, that it's post-Christian. They're leaving Christianity behind and taking Satan along with them. So the the, the concept there is, okay, they, it fits into their dichotomy, but we're completely ignoring that dichotomy altogether and saying it's irrelevant, it doesn't matter anymore. We took this part that means something to us, and that's fine. Yes, exactly. But if we stop using it to appease them, that would be worse, in my opinion, you know? No, I I totally agree. And, you know, I wrote an article called Why Satan, you know, where I try to answer the question, why Satan of all, you know, of all the religious (laughs) figures or religions that you could choose, why a symbol that fills you with such revulsion or that fills the public with such revulsion. And I try to answer some of the most, you know, basic questions that I get all the time. I did record that article as a mini podcast episode several episodes back, so you can go check that out if you want. But I I really like the idea of Satanism emerging from Christianity. Kind of, I mean, it isn't a perfect analogy by any means, but kind of similar to the way Buddhism emerged from Hinduism in that, you know, religions always are morphing 
into each other and out of each other and are giving birth to new religions all the time. And that isn't remarkable at all. And and no. so to me, this is not about being anti-Christian. You know, to me, my Satanism is not a negative. It isn't about what I'm against. It's rather an embodiment of a positive worldview. And I'm taking the symbol of Satan with me because I think it's easier to reconstruct a new religion from the remains of what's come before. And I come from a predominantly Christian world, and we all do in the here in the West. I And personally, I come from a deeply religious background, and that symbol that mythology, that language, that liturgy, those stories, it's all deep within my blood. Right. It makes up part of who I am. And so I, I, one of the reasons why I've chosen Satanism over a religion like Buddhism is because it's closer to home, but it's post-Christian. You know, right. it's like as I'm journeying out of my Christianity, it's like that religious scholar in uh, Hail Satan said, you know, it isn't anti-Christian, it's post-Christian. We've just taken Satan with us. I don't see my religion as anti-Christian in any way. I see it as anti-authoritarian. Yeah, it's 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 a bit like asking Marvel Comics, why call it Asgard if you don't believe in Thor? Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, precisely. You know, it's also, I, I'm anti-authoritarianism, and there's plenty of of that within Christianity that I object to. And I think because Christianity is the dominant religion here in America, a lot of our opposition is, is towards Christianity, but it isn't actually towards Christianity. It's towards those corrupt and evil and theocratic manifestations of Christianity. There are plenty of forms of Christianity that I have no problem with, you know, like, you know, super chill Episcopalians or, you know, Quakers who get yeah. together and, you know, support their trans friends and meditate every week. Like, I have no problem with any of that. So it, it doesn't have anything to do with being anti-Christian. It has to do with being anti-authoritarian. <clears throat> yeah, and anti-theocratic. Anti-theocratic. Pro-pluralism would probably be the, the right way to put a positive spin on that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts on this one? Because I hear this all the time, and it's really it's really hard for people to understand. I don't I don't know. It, I, I think this is the actually one of the biggest things that I come up against. People struggle all the time with understanding that Satanism does not necessarily mean anti-Christian. And maybe this also has to do with the legacy of Anton LaVey, who kind of had a very Nietzsche-esque opposition to what he called the slave morality of Christianity. Maybe that has to do with it. But it is not necessarily so. Yeah, no, I don't think I have too much more to add on that. I mean, I think that however the terminology came about— you know, because it's not like this was invented out of whole cloth when TST came around five years ago, you know. It, this has been an idea for a very long time. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we're we're just making this up as we go along. You know, there's there's all there's already right. a culture in place there. It's just a very small niche minority that right. most people aren't exposed to. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let me choose a question here. Nick asks, are there spiritual or theistic Satanists? Well, <clears throat> I would say, yes, there are people who identify as Satanists who do have some sort of uh, theological belief. 
Right. I don't know if that necessarily like I think if you game it out far enough, that doesn't actually like hold up in, in any constructive sense. Like I, I think it doesn't actually work because the embodiment of Satanism is, is self-worship. So to have any kind of deity doesn't necessarily make sense to me. And I think at least in terms of at least in terms of the Satanic Temple and I think probably the Church of Satan, too, this idea that, you know, if, if you're trying to follow what is the 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 truth according to the best available evidence. There's no reason to presuppose theism at all. So I don't know where those people get that from. But people are going to call themselves what they're going to call themselves. It, eventually, you kind of come down to a labeling issue where, you know, like if somebody says, I believe in God, the next question should be, well, you need to define what you mean by that, right? Because that could be anything to any number of people. Right. Yeah. And my thoughts on this is I take a very simplistic definition of Satanism. And I'd actually like to hear your thoughts on this, because I think that the most basic definition of religious Satanism is a religious veneration for the figure of Satan. And just kind of as an umbrella term, Satanism, that is, in my view, all Satanism is. Right. And then it can contain a multitude of different theologies, perspectives, philosophies, beliefs, practices, etc., Sure, but it would all fall under that same umbrella, the same way that the same way yes. that Protestantism and Mormonism and everything falls under the umbrella of Christianity. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so that that's my thoughts on this. And so with that understanding of Satanism, then yes, there are spiritual and theistic Satanists. There are some forms of Satanism in the pagan world. I don't really know much about paganism at all, but that that's what I hear from my pagan friends. Uh, there's also a branch, another satanic organization that branched off of Church of Satan called the Temple of Set, and they are a theistic satanic organization, but it, but with kind of a spin, because they actually understand Satan a, as being the Egyptian god Set. And so right. that, be, that becomes, like, weirdly complicated. Like, yes, they're Satanists, but they're ultimately Egyptian neo-pagans? Yeah, I, I guess that's <laughs> the right way to put it. Uh, yeah, or something like that? I mean, it takes an awful lot of reading to get through Aquino, so it's... <laughs> yes. And, and it's, it's not always clear, yeah. I do not have the energy for that. Uh, yeah, Aquino was his name. He was a high-ranking official in, in Anton LaVey's Church of Satan in the early days. And so one of the things that, that is really interesting about, those, about Anton LaVey is that he was pretty ambiguous about whether he believed in Satan or not. He, was, he mostly said that he did not. He mostly said, you know, we're Satan or, or we're atheists. We do not believe in a god or gods or Satan. But then in a lot of ways— he kind of betrayed that idea. You know, it, it seems he believed in magic. It seems that he did believe at times in some sort of Satan. So there was a lot of ambiguity within the Church of Satan. And I think it was that it was that atmosphere that helped to cultivate the, you know, Aquino and the Temple of Set. Well, yeah, because uh, Aquino thought that declaration of, of atheism was kind of a betrayal of the original premise. Like, yeah, and, and Aquino thought LaVey was actually a theistic Satanist. <laughs> like yeah. he, he thought that, and so, yeah, well, it's, it's really interestingly Michael obscure. Michael not dead. We just need to clear that up. Yes, so absolutely. Not was. He still thinks that and still runs the Temple of Set and actually published the book last year. You know? Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't been following him at all Be i mean how, how just out of curiosity how big is the temple of set i have no idea i, I could okay. tell you <laughs> it's, it's not something i spend a whole lot of time uh focused on really like what other yeah. groups are doing necessarily you know yeah me too 
All right. So moral of the story is yes, there are spiritual and theistic Satanists, but I would say that Satanism is predominantly an atheistic religion or, or a non-theistic religion. Sure. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna take a question? Well, let's see. Uh, let's try this one for fun. Kate asks, what is your personal opinion on what the goal of Satanism is? Maintaining separation of church and state is great and all, but I can't believe it's the end goal. I personally don't even think that's necessarily the primary goal. It's just an important issue to a lot of people who identify as Satanists. I think one of the things that's interesting about TST is that it never has purported to represent all Satanists. Yeah, You know, it's like, yes. this is what we're doing. And if you want to help do this stuff, cool, come over here. That's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really appreciate about TST is that they don't claim to be the one true satanic church the way Church of Satan does right. <laughs> or to define Satanism. Uh, no, I was thinking about this question, too. And I guess the question that I came up with was, or, or the answer I came up with was, why does it have to have a purpose? You know, I don't, I don't really think in terms, or goals, you know. Well, I mean, I think at its, at its base fundamental core, the, the, the goal of Satanism in terms of, you know, Satanic practice is for you to live a fulfilling, happy, satisfied life. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Everything else is kind of built on top of that, right? So if you're doing activism yeah. as a Satanist, fine. That's something you feel you need to do to make the kind of world that you want to live in. Yeah, and, you know, one of the reasons why I'm a Satanist is, and why I'm a religious person, and, you know, I've, you know, given myself lots and lots of answers to this question many times, like, why am I involved in the church, or why am I involved in this particular religious practice? You know, I've, I've had to confront that question several times over the years, and I've often given myself, you know, these profound and meaningful answers. Um, now I just kind of cut through, the, through all that bullshit and just admit to myself, I do this because it's fun. <laughs> there is a lot of that. And I'll tell you, since, yeah. since we've had the kid, uh, it's weird how quickly the volume gets turned down on a lot of other stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Before I would wake up in the morning, turn on the news, catch up with what's going on, sit down, read things, write my article for the day. And now it's like, wait, I can just hang out with a baby and watch Sesame Street for two hours. That's that's awesome. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that instead. <laughs> right. So that is more fun for you. It is for now, at least, yeah. It is for now. Yeah, and, you know, I think one of the reasons why I do what I do, why a lot of religious people do what they do, is because it makes life more fun and interesting, and it's a form of play, and I don't think that that, I don't think that that should be a mark against religious practice. Those of us for whom that's true, I think we should just admit that that's the way it is and embrace it. Like, Satanism, uh, you know, as Mason said in the movie Hail Satan, <laughs> Mason says, uh, this makes life fun. I think that's one of the main reasons why I do it. It makes my life fun and interesting. It also, you know, it, it, it's a meaning-making machine, too. You know, it's a scaffold of, of, that provides symbolism and meaning. There's all that, yeah. you know, there's all that deeper stuff. But I think, really, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't having fun. And to me, that's enough. Like, to me, that's enough of a goal. <laughs> Is that <Yeah. laughs> I'm having fun doing this, so why the fuck not? Yeah, exactly. And who's to tell you not to, so... 
Precisely. And, and, you know, that goes to what you're saying, which is, you know, ultimately the goal of Satan is to help people live more fulfilled, meaningful lives and to enable us to do that as best we can. And so for me, um, having fun is part of being fulfilled as a human being, you know? Right. And, and so like going back to the, the other question about why call it Satanism, if, if by applying that, that, you know, mythological framework to, a destruction ritual that you do with your friends is enjoyable and fulfilling and cathartic, then what's the harm? Then then do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that this is one of, I don't know, I've, I, I want to get your opinion on this. I think that a lot of humanism and atheism in general, it's really good. You know, I love a lot of atheist content online, but it, but it isn't as fun. <laughs> do you know what i mean like it it isn't as fun yeah and i know and i really think i really really think that that might be one reason why theistic religion you know often beats out atheism because <laughs> it's because it's more fun there's a show there's pageantry there's yeah exactly I, I, no there's definitely something to that in fact uh when we were doing the interviews for uh the hail satan documentary Yes. By the way, could we briefly pause and just tell people what that movie is since we keep bringing it up? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the documentary of the last, uh, I'm going to say, five. five years of the Satanic. Four years. Yeah, Four, about that. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And it's great. I interviewed Penny Lane, the director. The interview is called Hail Satan, of course. Um, you can go and listen to that 30-minute interview I did. And also, Hail Satan is now out on streaming. You can rent it across all the streaming platforms. So please go watch it. It's uh, fabulous. Depending on when you put this out, it might be on Hulu. Comes out on Hulu August 22nd. <gasps> yeah, it'll be on Hulu by the time this comes out. So go watch it on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were doing those interviews, uh, I was talking to Penny about the interaction between Satanic Temple and the atheist movement because that's where I came in from. And I, I made the point that you know, you put the Baphomet statue there next to those Ten Commandments, and it's a statement. Yes. It's, it's, it's big, it's brash, it's right there. As opposed to in Florida, when American atheists put in that bench, their secular bench that just had some quotes from, you know, Carl Sagan and stuff on it. And you're <laughs> their like, goddamn boring Carl Sagan yeah, bench. <laughs> it's just a boring bench. And like, it's so <laughs> in some respects, just adding this, this metaphor makes it, makes it more powerful, right? The, makes this, it alive. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it alive it, it in gives, a way. It, it yeah. gives it story in context in a way that just, you know, wrote atheism can't. Yes, precisely. Well, and you know, it, it embodies a positive value and i know that humanism does too mm -hmm. but i i often wonder if there is a if you know i think that because we're human beings we respond really powerfully to story and symbol right and and so when we try to have a message that doesn't involve those things i think it's it's just harder so anyway i forget how, how we got on onto this track but uh um, personal opinion on the goal of satanism Oh, yes. And I don't, yeah. I, so, so the the end result is that there's no one goal, right? Everyone who identifies as a Satanist is going to have their own goals and, and ideals. And sometimes they line up and sometimes they don't. So results may vary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Here's another issue that comes up all the time. Michael asks 
Is it possible for Satanists to not be social Darwinists, given LeVay's general outlook and aping of Ragnar Redbeard in the Satanic Bible? Also, what is the relationship between fascism and the Satanic community? Is that overblown? Okay, so for some background, Anton LeVay was who popularized Satanism. I don't think he invented Satanism, but he popularized it. He, he kind of codified the first formal version of Satanism, but it, it had existed before him. And he was really influenced by uh, Nietzsche, by master morality, slave morality concepts of Nietzsche. He was influenced heavily by Ayn Rand, and he was influenced heavily by a really obscure author named Ragnar Redbeard, who wrote, correct me if I'm wrong, Might is Right. Yep, that's the name of the book. That's the name of the book. Okay, and, and so he kind of copied a lot of Redbeard in the Satanic Bible. Mm -hmm. So... Because of this, modern Satanism of the Levian variety has largely been a religion of the right, in a way. You know, it, it's been a religion of class hierarchy. And Levay himself was very anti-gay. He was uh, anti-abortion. He was, And so, he, you know, he was not the liberationist that many people, I think, have the impression that he was. But this legacy has continued to live on, and people often assume that I am a social Darwinist because I label myself as a, as a Satanist or some kind of a ridiculously radical individualist and, and, you know, who embraces kind of Randian selfishness. Right. The very simple answer is no. You don't have to do any of that in order to be it. You can complete, in fact, you can completely reject LaVey and everything he taught and still be a Satanist because Satanism is an umbrella term and all it means is a religious veneration for the symbol of Satan. Well, that's all it you is. You know, I think the thing there is the Levian perspective is very, you know, it's it's more immediate, right? It's it's I'm going to do what's good for me, fuck everyone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, when you look at a more anyone in Satanism who's more liberal minded, uh, more community based, they're they're going to say, well, it's more of a rising tide raises all boats thing. Yes. Right. I'm still doing what's good for me. Like doing good for other people is good for me in the long run because it makes society better. It's kind of the same argument you make for why we have public schools. Exactly. Yeah. OK, well, let's let's hang out on that for a bit before we move on to the next point. I really think that LaVey bypassed a lot of the romantic literary foundations of Satanism. So he was much more informed by pop culture, by Aleister Crowley, you know, people like that, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of it was just LaVey wanting to appeal to people who were tired of hippie culture. I mean, you have to remember, this was San Francisco yes. in the 60s, right? So yes. there were disgruntled people who were pissed off at all this peace and love shit. And he he was just trying to cash in on that, really. If you get, you know, I think there's a, there's yeah. a part of LeVay that was just, I'm going to say this because I think it'll sell more books, you know? There's, I 100% There's just a part agree. of that in him. And to say there's not is to, I they go through his history all the time and they're just like, oh, he worked in the carnival. He was a lion tamer. Okay, so at least he's got a little bit of Huckster in him somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> to say that everything in the book is genuine is, is almost a betrayal to who he was as a person, I think. Yeah, I 100% agree. But, you know, I think the literary underpinnings of Satan, if you read, uh, first of all, Milton, but uh, especially Shelley, Blake, Byron, Hugo, they connected 
Satan with revolution, with enlightenment, mm-hmm. with uh, defending the downtrodden. Right, and it was it was the same yeah. kind of thing then. It was this this objection to a theocratic, you know, state, really. Yes, you know? exactly. And and so I find myself much more in line with the romantic Satan of Anatole France or Byron than I do with Anton LaVey. Yeah. So moral of the story, yes, absolutely, you can be a Satanist. It is more than possible because there are a ton of us who are not social Darwinists. And frankly, I I hope that the social Darwinist aspect of Satanism dies out. I think it is. I think they're pretty dead. <laughs> they're they're pretty inactive. No, they're, okay, but no, they're just Republicans now. They're just Republicans now. Okay, so moving on, moving on to the next part of this. Uh, what is the relationship between fascism and the Satanic community? Uh, is that overblown? Okay, so in the book Children of Lucifer by Ruben van Luich, which is a fantastic scholarly analysis of Satanism and the history of Satanism, there were a few people who took some of Anton LaVey's teachings to terrifying extremes. I forget his name. There is the guy who founded the Order of the Nine Angles. Do you know do you I, know about I this? I don't remember Jack? his name off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with the organization. But, um, Order of the Nine Angles, which did embody some pretty horrifying fascist beliefs. There have been people who have some kind of fascist or fascist esque <laughs> fascist sympathy. I think is the way that you're talking like uh, uh, Boyd Rice and Parfrey and and people exactly. like that. And and to some extent, there that's that's that other part of the 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 free speech argument, which is, you know, mm. I, I think a lot of ways when you look at somebody like, like uh, Boyd Reiser and, and particularly Parfrey, you're talking about people who genuinely believe that people should be allowed to say whatever they want to say, even if it's horrible, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Th- they're not necessarily standing up for the idea as much as they're standing up for the right to express the idea, which is splitting hairs in a very weird way and problematic. And it gets into all this, all this stuff with Antifa that I don't want to go into. Yes, uh, <laughs> let's not go down that yeah. rabbit hole on my podcast. But needless to say, I, I think that, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it is very problematic because I if you become wedded to these causes when you take that that kind of free speech absolutist stance. You know, you you find yourself by default wedded to some pretty horrific ideas right. just because you are making that argument and the sort of people that that defends by default. And I think that that can be pretty toxic. Yeah. You know, I think that when we, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I call myself a free speech absolutist with the exception of, you know, when speech is illegal. And I actually think that a lot of the laws that we have in place for speech are pretty good. You know, no inciting violence, um, right. no that slander. Right, where that gets tripped up is with the, what constitutes violence. And Yes, that is, yeah. that is the issue. And so, you know, like when I'm moderating any comments on my blog, I try to, you know, only delete comments that, that are, that would veer towards violence or, or slander. Right. Um, but anyway, all that aside, I think that the fascism link is there, particularly with LeVay and Satanism. I don't think that it is necessarily so. I don't think that there is something intrinsically about Satanism that attracts it. I think there is something intrinsically about LeVay and Satanism that attracts it. Well, I think that there's there's something about fascist ideology that attracts people who feel that the world has treated them unfairly, whether that's the case or not. 
Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people who, who, I think there's an overlap in that demographic. I think that there's a lot of people who become Satanists who think that the world has been unfair to them in some way, shape, or form. Yes. So I, I understand that there's some weird crossover there. But also don't a lot of like modern fascists, a lot of them are just edgelords. I mean, yeah. not to say that they don't have real, you know, that that they don't have real consequences in the real world or real ideologies. I think a lot of them do. But, you know, there's this edgelordism that comes with online fascism. And, you know, there is kind of also an edgelord element to Satanism. You have to, at the very least, be OK with offending people. And so those things do kind of attract. Yeah, but they're different. Sometimes. It's kind of to, yes. to say that that you know they're linked in any way i think that they just have a, a similar uh demographic appeal they have a they have an affinity but they aren't necessarily linked in any particular way plus i mean i have yet to meet anyone who's even on the right in tst i mean everyone in tst is pretty far left to some degree you know of course there's a lot of political diversity there but it's all kind of on you know it's, left it's of left of center at least left of center for america at least certainly yeah for sure all right here's one that i think is really interesting and this is a question that comes from a lot of and i forgot to put this guy's name down who asked this question but this question is echoed from a lot of christian people in my audience so this guy asks my perception of American Satanism is that it is very much an individualist practice and religious framework. I think that the individualist mindset in U.S. culture is toxic and bad for our overall mental health as a society. I think community-mindedness and solidarity are far healthier social attitudes. Not that all individualism is bad, but I hope you understand what I mean by toxic individualism. Is there a form of Satanism that can foster community and solidarity rather than individualism for individualism's sake? Am I just incorrect in my perception? I mean, yeah, I would say obviously there is. Uh... <laughs> obviously, yes. <laughs> and, you know, if you, take, if you take even five seconds to look at the work TST is doing, the answer is obviously yes. I mean, this is a community kind of grassroots movement. People experience lots of wonderful community within TST. You know, of course we can support one another. And of course we can come together as a community and group identity. And of course we can champion others. Like, of course. Yeah. There, there is nothing about that that is opposed to Satanism uh, as a religion. Nothing at all. Uh, in, instead, I think what he has in mind is Levian Satanism. <laughs> and, you know, this person has probably not read Levian Satanism, but that's the impression that a lot of people have. I, I don't even think this is necessary. I don't think this is limited to Satanism at all. I think the kind of toxic individualism they're talking about, you see through a pretty big swath of, of uh, the far right right now. 100%. Uh, yeah. right? I, I think you, you see it in atheism with people like Sargon of Akkad or, uh, eh, yes. you know, some of the, the mythicist folk who are a little too much. Uh, well, even Jordan Peterson, I think, would probably fall into that toxic individualism. I was I was just about to bring up Jordan Peterson, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's not limited to Satanism. That's just America, and... <laughs> yes, you know, what? I've actually been thinking quite a bit about this, and I might write an article on this. For me, my Satanism, when it comes to individualism versus collect, you know, quote-unquote collectivism, I, I think that we have these two switches inside of us as homo sapiens, and they're both good. 
they are both healthy depending on context. One is the uh, Jaron Lanier, who is a, a really brilliant computer guy and philosopher. He talks about how we all have the lone wolf in the pack within us and how it's like a switch that gets hit. And so sometimes we feel intensely communal and we have a very intense group identity. And then sometimes we have a very solitary identity, individual identity. And so for me, it isn't about being stuck in one or the other. And I, th I really think that this whole idea of individualism versus community, I think the whole thing is just a fucking false binary. I think it's a false dichotomy. I think both are helpful and both are unhelpful, depending on the situation. And for me, it's just a matter of cultivating the mindfulness to know which, which one I'm in, you know. There are times when intense nationalism is really ugly and awful. That's a form of collectivism. But then at the same time, you know, my collective identity as being a gay person in the gay community. And, you know, these are my people. This is my tribe. And we're going to get through this together. And, you know, coming together with a bunch of queer people is amazing. And, and having that collective identity together is amazing. And so there are times when it's harmful and awful. There are other times when it's great. So too with individualism. I, I just think that that it's a stupid false binary and we think that we have to be caught in one mode or the other <laughs> you know yeah, that we have to I, be stuck and i don't think that that's true no, i think that exactly. we... i think that the the thing there is like when you talk about you know community mindedness i i think that especially in just the the nature of the way that that uh charity work kind of operates now since it's all it, there's all these competing things that need resources and they're all fighting for the same you know pile of of attention and money and whatnot that there's a lot of pressure you know when when you sign up for a cause to you know give as much of yourself as you can and at some point the the individualist aspect comes to the point where it's just like I feel like I've given enough I feel like I've 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 contributed as much as I am comfortable with before it starts to be a detriment to me Mm, you know? mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what leads to burnout, you know? Yes, it is. And so to me, I think part of the individualism it, within Satanism for me is not so much, you know, having an Ayn Randian level of intense individualism, but rather it has to do with mindfulness. It, it has to do with being present to what state I'm in. And, you know, I think that collectivism or collective trance states or whatever you want to call them are sources of some of the greatest pleasure that we can experience as human beings. They're good. You know, they can be good. But at the same time, they're also some of the sources of greatest suffering and harm and violence that we can experience. You know, when we get into a hive mind state, the hive can be wonderful and beautiful, or it can be absolutely bloody and awful and horrific. And and so to me, it's about being mindful, not losing myself so much that I lose the mindfulness of knowing what's right and wrong. And, and so to me, that's very much what my Satanism is about, because ultimately Satan in the myth you know, he was kind of part of a hive. He was part of heaven until he said, no, this this isn't right. There's something wrong here. And I want to be able to retain that ability. So I still want to be able to enjoy collectivism and communal efforts, but I, I want to retain enough of myself to be able to say no yeah. when it goes wrong. Exactly. So that to me is what it comes down to. Because I mean, hey, I mean, 
the Nazis were very community minded for their own group. <laughs> yes. right? So they're, it, it's not, <laughs> that's not an inherent good, I guess is the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Do you want to choose a question? Okay, let's go with what is the satanic position on Jesus? Was he the son of God? Is there a satanic afterlife? Okay, yeah, this is a great question. This is uh, one of my Christian followers, obviously, on Twitter, who's, I think, been pretty peeved by my satanism. Okay. Which is fine. Uh, also, there is a follow-up question to this that, that's further down, and I'll go ahead and tack it on, so it'll be several questions. He says, also, is Satan a fallen angel in Satanism? If yes, uh, does that mean you acknowledge a higher power than Satan? Okay, so this is actually a really important question because I think it demonstrates the huge paradigm difference that right. we're working from. So the satanic position on Jesus, first of all, I if we're assuming that Satanism is predominantly non-theistic. Yeah, so if, if we're working from the non-theistic satanic model, Jesus was not the son of God because yeah. God has not met his burden of proof. And is there a satanic afterlife? No, because we reject supernaturalism. Now, my personal approach to this is I'm not an anti-theist, meaning I believe that there is no God. I am simply a theist, meaning I have not been convinced of the burden of proof for the existence of God. So maybe there's a God out there somewhere, you know, maybe he's hiding behind, a, you know, a galaxy somewhere. But I, I personally have no reason to believe in something that, that I don't think has sufficient evidence. And so that's my approach to this. So is there a satanic afterlife? Nope, because I don't think the evidence ha uh, is in on that. There could be, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't really care. But my default is no. Yeah. You have anything to add to that? No, that that's about right. I, I, I would add that in terms of like my position on Jesus is that as a character— not a bad guy. Pretty okay. Like, yeah, he's pretty fine. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, there's some good stuff in the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, yeah, yeah. and and you know, there's also a lot of the mythology of Christ that I really love. It was that mythology that compelled me to stay within the Christian world for so long. And in many ways, I am still moving through the Christian world because I I love so very much the mythology that has been built up around the figure of Christ. I appreciate those stories at least as much as Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I don't really think, you know, as for the specific details, was Satan a, or not Satan, was, uh, was Jesus a real person? Did he actually walk on earth? You know what? I think all that stuff is going to vary from Satanist to Satanist. And then moving on to the latter part of his question, is Satan a fallen angel in Satanism? Well, so Satanism is non-theistic. We use a symbolic understanding of Satan. And so according to the myth, yes, he is. He is a fallen angel. That's the whole point of Satan, <laughs> is, that he, is that he rebelled against the theocracy and undue authority of God in the story. And so he is the unbowed will who chose to stand up and not align himself with the corrupt that God represented. If yes, does that mean you acknowledge a higher power than Satan? No, oh. because we believe it's a story. <laughs> it's a story. Okay, so, and so here's, here's the thing. This is where I think, I've been trying to think about how to communicate this. I believe, I believe that Satan is not real, okay, obviously. But Satan 
and Satanism permeate my life, almost as if it were real. And it guides my life and informs my life in such a real and tangible way. And what I have a hard time explaining to people is that, is I believe that Satan is not a real figure. I also live and breathe Satanism, and it has a real impact on my life. It changes my life profoundly. And so trying to explain, I was thinking, like, how do I explain this to a theist? And, and basically I came up with, okay, so think of all the ways your—let's say you're an Anglican. Let's say you're an Anglican priest. So think of all the ways Christ, how real Christ is to you, and how that— has transformed your life and guides your life in profound ways. Well, guess what? I believe that your Christ isn't real, but you have that experience anyway. That's the power of religion. That's the power of imagination and story. That's the power of play. That even though something isn't real, it still has power over us. To quote, Dumbledore from Harry Potter, just because it isn't, or just because it's in your mind doesn't mean it isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) It means it's, it's real just in a different way, in a less tangible way, but it, it still has. That's kind of the, uh, the, the GK Chesterton quote, uh, fairy tales are more than true, not because they teach you the dragons exist, but because they teach you the dragons can be defeated. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. And, and so is there a higher power than Satan? No, because I don't believe in the supernatural. Satan is a story, but that is not to say that uh, Satanism does not have a real impact on my life. Right. Is there anything else you'd add to that? No, I think that that, uh, that was a pretty solid answer. Great. All right, so let's, let's choose one last question, one or two last questions here. Uh, here's a funny one that we can go over real fast. Why is the Church of Satan so inactive? Is it just a relic that fails to appreciate how dynamic organizations can be? Come on, man, develop or die from uh, Frederick Land. I mean, you'd have to ask them. You'd have to ask them. (laughs) Tweet at them. They won't answer your question, as has been proven again and again on Twitter, but take it to them. See what they say. Although, uh, if we can plug the the documentary one more time uh in the the special features on the dvd there is an extended interview with a member of the church of satan really giving his opinions i didn't know that which uh which member was it i don't remember i was too transfixed by his shiny jacket oh they do like their shiny jacket (laughs) they really really that's the thing it is a bit of pomp and and I don't know. I was thinking lately that the the issue with the Church of Satan and and LaVey's teachings in general is that their position is we are the the premier satanic organization and we are successful. But if you read through LaVey, the entire point there is, well, define success for yourself. Yes. It's kind of like it's there's a lot of the satanic Bible that's a really shitty self-help book, you know? (laughs) Yes, there is. Um, They also, you know, you were mentioning his shiny jacket. Mm -hmm. They are the satanic equivalent of the Catholic high liturgy queens that (laughs) 
you always encounter, you know, usually the trads who whose dream is to go off and live in fabulous opulence in a castle that overlooks, you know, some flea-ridden peasant town where everyone's dying of bubonic plague. You know, that's like the trad dream is to go back to the Benedictine rule and live in solitary confinement with a bunch of religious lunatics. And they are so into the pageantry and the vestments and the ruffles yeah. and the, <laughs> they fucking live for that shit <laughs> that's that's really what church of satan reminds me of okay so here's here's one last question that we can end on and this is from listener ken and he says what does it take to be a member of tst do you meet weekly like church what have you done with tst or how have you contributed okay so to become a member of tst uh, just go to their website, click the join button. It is free, but ultimately that's just a, it just means that you're registered as a member. Being registered as a, as a member is entirely what you make of it. You know, some people join just because it's fun, just because it's fun to say that they signed up for a satanic yeah. organization. I mean, it's, it's preferable. I think it's, I think it's best to sign up as a member, if you actually agree with the seven tenets of the Satanic Temple and should, you know, want to live in accordance with them as to the best of your ability. But ultimately, it's entirely what you make of it. Your level of involvement is entirely on you. And if you call yourself a Satanist, then you're a Satanist. And it's pretty, I think it's really that simple. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I know that at headquarters in Salem, they do a monthly kind of like a salon kind of thing yeah. where they'll get together and, and talk about, you know, some philosophy books or whatever. A satanic salon. Oh, that sounds awesome. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, that's 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 what counts as their, you know, regular meetings for the tax exemption. That's and really, really we're cool. We're looking to, I, I don't want to give too much away, but we're. I'm hoping that the Arizona chapter, we've been talking to our local humanist society because they have a building and with any luck we'll we'll we're going to start trying to do something like that with them that would be awesome so uh do you meet weekly like church uh it depends some groups do we have a lot of brunches out here and i i know a few other chapters do things like that too yeah satanic picnics picnics yeah camping trip i don't because i'm kind of a i'm a lone solitary satanist out here in the mountains and I, I also don't really have much time for on-site involvement uh, just because I work so much. So a lot of my involvement is online. I talk to a lot of Satanists like Jack here, and I write quite a bit about Satanism. I do also donate to the Satanic Temple. Satanism is, is very much part of my life, even though I don't attend an on-site place. Yeah, and it's, 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 tr it's tricky if you're, if you're somewhere that doesn't have, you know, a chapter that's doing events and coordinating stuff like that. Uh, or if you're in a small town and you're the only one there. Yep, it is. It, it's difficult. Because there's not really any way to, to participate with the organization, really, in any way like that. Uh, I mean... I think if the Satanic Temple is, in far as participating in what the Satanic Temple is doing, I think like if you're in Missouri, you could write your senators, state senators, and state congresspeople and governor. Uh, if you're in Arizona, same thing with the Scottsdale lawsuit, things like that. Or if you're in a state where there is some, you know, abortion ban law coming down, write your congresspeople. That to me would be, you know, a, a form of, of participation in the goals of what TSD is doing. And yeah. you don't need a group for that. You can just sit down at your computer, find your representatives and 
write yeah. angry letters at them all day long. <laughs> to me, it's really about how do I how do I live satanically? Yeah. You know, how do I in my day to day life embody these values? How do I embody the seven tenets on a day to day basis? And I do the best I can. And, and so that to me is how I live my satanism is how do I embody these values and the myth of Satan? How do I become Satan? How do I become Baphomet? You know, and yeah. uh, holding within myself, you know, resisting false binaries and uh, resisting social taboos just for the sake of just for their own sake, you know, stuff like that. I also donate to TST. Uh, and that's a really tangible way that you can support TST's work. So yeah, there are lots of ways to be a Satanist. There, there are lots of ways to do this. Indeed. All right. Well, I think that's about, I mean, we have like a There's gazillion more questions, more questions but, but that's, that's all we can do for yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, that's all we can do for now. But if you enjoyed this episode, maybe we can uh, do another one. Uh, if, if listeners enjoyed this and if you have more questions, just let me know. Maybe we can bring Jack or someone uh, or another Satanist on to answer more Satanic questions. Do you have any parting words before we finish this up? Uh, boy, not really at the moment. I, I'm still kind of trying to figure out where things are going since the documentary came out. I, there's been a lot of it's it's been madness yeah, it's, since the it's documentary been a lot came of madness out. And I'm not. It, it'll be interesting to see where things go from here. Yeah. So yeah, just to explain briefly, the documentary "Hail Satan" it released this month, last month. It released recently, and so now there's this massive influx of interest, and I think we're all kind of struggling with <laughs> how to handle that. Like the online um, Facebook group has been very interesting lately. Yeah, there's there's a bit of uh, dog that caught the car going on. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Just like you know, we're just like we're trying to get people to pay attention to this stuff, and now everyone's paying attention to this stuff. And now, and now, what the fuck do we do? Well, I think <laughs> yeah. you know, this kind of happened before with a lot of other TST stuff where there'd be these influxes, you know, like when the when the Arkansas lawsuit happened or when the Missouri sure. stuff went down. And like those influxes have happened just never on this scale before. And, sure. and I think especially for people who have been uh, around for the last few years, there's almost a sense of, of of burnout on answering the same questions over and over and over again, you know, as, as new people. I totally in. get that. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I have not yet burned out on answering <laughs> the same questions over and over again because I just joined in 2017. So I'm still a baby. I'm still a newbie. So I'm I'm happy to answer the same question over and over and over again. What I usually do is I just refer people to my articles <laughs> or to the I, FAQ. Been, That's the I've best thing to do. I've been doing that a lot, do. too, where something comes yeah. up and it's just like, yeah, here's my thing from two years ago. <laughs> I answered, exactly. you know. You just kind of want to ask and answer a lot of them, but yeah, which kind of feels like cheating, but you know, you can only so much. There's only so many hours in a day. Yeah, I'm not gonna baby um, take care of. I got Sesame Street. You a lot. you have a you have a baby to not eat. You have a baby to not <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> so, all right, well, that is it for this show. Also, do be sure to check out Jack's other podcast, Naked Diner, and his blog for Infernal Use Only. Go watch the movie Hail Satan. It is fabulous. You won't regret it. And for those of you who want to support my show, maybe you find yourself listening to it every Monday or Tuesday morning and you're just waiting for it to come out. If that's you, then please consider becoming a patron. 
Becoming a patron gives you access to more content, a second patrons-only podcast called House of Heretics, in which Justin and I have very not-safe-for-work conversations uh, while we drink our morning coffee. And uh, it will also help ensure that my creative work has a long life and that I have more margin to do the stuff that I want to do, that I need to do. I believe in bringing my work to the world for free, but in order to do that, I need a lot of support. Also, if you like the other work I'm doing with Rock Candy Podcasts, if you like the shows we're producing, uh, uh, like Eleventy Life, Bubble and Squeak, Bible Bash, the other shows that I'm involved in, those shows and our live shows as well coming up at various festivals around the southeast all of that is helped by my patrons so not only will it help my work it also helps the larger community of creators that i'm working with the music is by the jelly rocks from the album bang and whimper you can find it on itunes and spotify other music is by 117 from their album Rad Science. Also find that on iTunes and Spotify. A special thanks goes to my team, Josh Black and Justin Dozier Bryant. And as usual, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>